clipped yeah, it yes, with that. Yes, folks. That's, yeah. That's yep. what horror sounds like. Have you heard of it before? Ah! Ah! This is what horror is. And they've distilled that emotion, screaming, into a beautiful medium. But before we get into that, I want to say thank you for joining us here at the train station. It's a Sunday, at least where you are. And uh, today we got an episode on film, episode on movies, more specifically, the spookiest of movies, to celebrate this beautiful month of October. So, Justin, any words on, uh, on the topic? On horror? It. Yeah, whatever. A little intro. Yeah. Uh, I started to fall into enjoying horror, like, last year, probably. Uh, like, much harder um, than ever before. Uh, you know, just with, I think, Hereditary. Got you off on it? Really started me on it. Like, it just uh, was, like, just the big thing that kind of was, like, wow, this can be artsy and... Uh, horror can be scary. good films. Yes. It can be a film, not a movie. It could, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but obviously, I, I had taken horror cinema classes before seeing that movie, so I had an appreciation for what they could do subconsciously, kind of, mm-hmm. and, and like how horror works and operates. Um, but how about what, what's your kind of what's your yeah, background on like my background on horror? Well, I guess I'll start by saying I fucking hate horror. I really do. I always have. Um, I doesn't mean I don't watch horror movies. I watched a fair amount of them, but growing up, I really didn't like them. Whenever a lot of people go through phases when they're like in middle school, when they start, when they can finally start watching movies without the parents like, yeah. Whatever. So they're watching a bunch of R-rated horror movies and uh, close the window maybe, and uh, and that like I didn't do that. I hated it. I'd see, if I would if I would see a movie in theaters and there was like a bloody gory scene, I used to like look away. I'm not a huge fan of the gore. Still, I, I've grown out of a lot of it. I can watch horror movies now. I like horror movies. I have a lot of horror movies I do enjoy. But I've never got past the gore. Interesting. If it's like 80s, sometimes it's... But like really... Like I'm fine with bloody scenes. You yeah. know that. I'm fine with like intense stuff. But like torture and like body horror stuff with you bones can never and do mutilation. I don't, I'll never watch a song movie. I won't. Yeah. I will never watch a Saw movie. I don't like body mutilation. I've never seen yeah. a big... I've never seen any of the big slashers, really. Uh, the first horror movie I ever saw was The Devil Inside, which <laughs> yes. made a lot of waves in the 2010s uh, for being just like a scary movie. It was it was middle school era for me, and uh, we were just like, oh, let's, let's watch a scary movie tonight. That was the first one I ever saw. That lady who was possessed, which is pretty much what the whole movie's about, um, it's like a mockumentary. It's a mm-hmm. documentary. It's a fictional doc. Yes. Uh, about this lady who's possessed and she's in the Vatican and she's trying to get help. Very just kind of B-movie style thing. Yes. Um, but it, it, was, it freaked me out. Um, with that being said, what was the first hard horror movie that you ever saw? Insidious. Insidious. It took me two tries. Never saw it, when but was, I've heard was, a lot about when it. When I was in eighth grade, yeah, I was in, my dad has a creepy basement, unfinished basement. I've um, never seen your dad's basement either. Don't. Okay. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary down there. Okay. And I used to spend a lot of time in the basement watching television as a kid. Like when I was like middle school, I used to just binge shit. I'd stay up late watching television, one or two in the morning, just John watching TV and shit. Spirit. Like some fifty-year-old dad shit. So you just 
Did you like enjoy the kind of weird environment, or you didn't think about it? Well, as like that I, at it that was point? that was a thing. I would always I would be involved in like, whether I was watching Lost or Wilfred or anything. Like Wilfred. I, I <laughs> was in the basement, and frequently my one of my parents would come downstairs like a night, and when they go up, they would not think about it and turn off the light. So yeah. the basement is dark. It's unfinished basement, fucking like set like a cellar style with the walls got shit. There's Concrete noises and, and yeah. like hole in the corner that goes all the way under the rest of the house. Yes. There's just creepy shit. And I used to sometimes sleep down there because I was too afraid to go upstairs because you have to turn off the light to leave the one area of the basement yeah. and the other area is dark. So it's pitch black, no light. So I, I used to get scared anyways. So I've I'd maybe seen maybe a couple scary-ish movies before that in general. Yeah. Stuff like Shutter Island and stuff, but not like horror. Like then, more thrillers. Yeah, my first yeah. real horror though was Insidious. I put it on at like 2 in the morning once. When I was like 12 or 13 by myself in that basement, didn't get past the opening credits. I've never seen... Turned it off. Opening credits is like red, creepy music about a house. And it's like a camera going through a house with like red and like just creepy. And it scared me so bad about the house around me. Turned it off. Didn't get two minutes in. Watched it again a couple weeks later in my bedroom out of... Safe. Out of guilt and humiliation that I couldn't finish it the first time around. <laughs> and that is the first horror movie yeah, I ever saw. Yeah, fair. Um, very funny. I did not like horror as a kid. I was a bit of a bitch. I was a bit yeah. of a bitch as a little kid. Um, What's your... So So with that being said, I think we should talk before we do too much listing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so we were talking a little bit about this earlier. In terms of horror, like what spells what type of horror movie in your head? We've talked about the concepts of terror... We ca- talked about the concept of a scary movie versus a horror film. And, like, like I- I'm curious a bit about how you feel about those terms and how they're used relationally. Yeah. Um, I think horror... So, so there's the big... Um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of... So if something's horrifying, then it's scary. Oh! It's, you, know, oh. you know? Yeah. <laughs> At the very base level. That's what that means. And I think that's where that term comes from and that was used to describe a lot of the you know the mid 20th century horror boom kind of stuff 60s 60s, 70s 70s. yeah yeah um but i think as as time went on there were a lot more niches there was you know the slasher movies which uh i think were kind of the 80s 90s it was like it was like the first cousin of uh, it was just like the the first born yeah. of the horror boom, you know. So it was so like, the first major horror genre to ever exist. Yeah. Yes, from after the big like from Rosemary's Kronos Baby spawned and, Zeus kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, but then there was also Hitchcock, which is weird because I don't mm-hmm. classify Hitchcock as horror. I would say that he's suspense. I think it was and the concepts of horror before horror could be a genre. Before horror, before horror could be a whole movie. So they would take aspects of what would become the horror genre and they'd put it into movies. But back in the 50s and 60s, there was no base for horror. So it was just, this is a movie that has these elements that are not done in most movies. Elements right. that some audiences refuse to go see because they're weird. And so as a result, it's looking back, you'd say it's the... It's a father of horror, or it's 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 horror's derivative of these movies. But at the time, horror wasn't a genre, so they weren't horror, and they couldn't be full horror movies because yes. no one would see them. So they just had to work in elements. And this is last night we watched the movie Rosemary's Baby. It's that kind of a concept of the whole movie's not horror, but the whole movie's building drama, and the reveal is horror, and the reveal is what was kind of teased throughout the movie. Does that make the movie a horror movie? Yeah, though, you know. Um. Yeah, Rosemary's Baby is an interesting one because it's not 
it's only scary through the idea of placing yourself in Rosemary's shoes. Because everybody in her life and that seems as an ally. Only in the end, too, where it's at the end, it's like she was right the whole time. That yes. point. She had a creeping suspicion that horror. turns out to be true. And I think that makes the rest of the movie horror. Yes. Um, for that reason. Sorry for the spoilers if you haven't seen it. I know it's relatively new. Just got out of theaters and stuff. So. Yeah. 1960s, folks. I just gotcha. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I think uh, I'll get into some opinions here, too. Um, Do it. Whenever someone says the word opinion, since I was really young, my brain autocorrects it to a pundit. And I, I used to think that was really funny as a kid. That is really funny. That's it's so stupid, random. stupid, like, 12-year-old that thing. Is, that, is, that just stuck. That is a stupid 12-year-old thing. Yeah. That's really Even funny. Even if someone's like, I got an opinion, I'm like, a punion. <laughs> like an onion. A punion. No, and, hey, it's a different and, thing. And, yeah, no, something I had in my head when I was really young, and then it just kind of, like, was a bit in my head for too long, to now it just comes up still. Embedded. Yeah, it's yeah. embedded in my little, I was in bed thinking about it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I've never told anyone that before. I'm flattered. And I've told you and well, all from reviewers. And, and all of us. Uh, <laughs> so, you brought up uh, terms. So, there's horror. I, so, I think the big four, okay, uh, that, that are kind of related to horror would be um, terror, which isn't a huge genre, but it's, I think it should be. Suspense, horror. And then there's thrillers. Um, so out of those, what I'd also say, well, I guess there's, pro- do you, that's un- those are, there's probably more subgenres under it that I'm trying to maybe getting into in my head. So yes, I agree. Yeah. So I was thinking like scary beef flicks that are done like zombies, horror comedies or like horrors that are like stupid, but that would go under horror in its own subgenre. Probably there, there would be yes. horror comedies as well. I'm talking about the ones that are actually trying yes. to invoke that makes fear sense. in yes. some, no, no, that makes some sense. sense. Um, so of those four terms, what do you think you find the most enjoyable? So it's, yeah, I'd say probably terror or suspense. Um, I like, to me, what the kind of, okay, so here, so the kind of movies I like, um, I don't like paranormal stuff. Because to a point, this is interesting, because we might have a different opinion on this. To a point, I don't believe in a lot of it. So a lot of it's not even, it's like this, it's very fake, just like a lot of other horror, some horror is like, oh, it's a, it's a crazy person, which yeah. could always happen. That stuff's better to me than something that, like, I don't really believe in ghosts, so the idea of ghosts isn't super scary. And a lot of those movies, the way it goes is kind of like, there are some genres of horror that very easily go into like, hey, why aren't the characters doing this? And those yes. movies, I like to watch, but they're not scary to me. Where it leaves common sense in the dirt. The and, scariest and movies like to that. me are the ones that could happen, primarily, or... Even if they couldn't happen, the characters are forced in their environment isolated. It's mm-hmm. a forced isolation, not an isolation just due to the genre. All horror movies have isolation. Yes. Every horror movie is isolated. So if it's a forced isolation, they can't get out, and either it's something that could happen, or if it's not, if it couldn't happen, it's better be fucking freaky. A good right, monster is right. big. Monsters can be anything, but a good monster is the key to a good horror movie. So I think it's not really about the genre, more about those concepts, but generally I find that the suspense thriller kind of terror thing. The suspense and the terror tend to do better with those things because they're taking themselves more seriously. And mm. usually it's because the writing's better quality. So it's yeah. a writer that's not just like throwing paint at a wall. It's more, this is a, a, a great monster in a great situation. And the character developments in the plot sequence has caused it to be difficult for the character. Yeah. I like that. I want a good movie. I don't want to watch a dumb yes. slasher or something. 
Yeah, that's I agree my long-winded answer. What no, about you? that's what I. Hey, that's what you know. come here for. Yeah, my long-winded answers. Talking. We're here for talking. So, what's about what's about you? Uh, I'd probably agree with you mostly on like Terran suspense. I think that they're the most interesting because they're the most uh, psychological kind of. So I think of it. Um, I'd probably lean towards. Uh, I think suspense can also work into some terror. Um, but terror, when I say that, I'm talking about uncanny, very specifically. It, it could be like it could be a movie that like is rooted in realism, but there's just like something off about it, and that would be terror to me. Some of the, ca- the characters are acting weird and shit. Uh, a good example of one of those that we should watch this month that I've talked about to you a lot is The Innocents. And uh, they did that into a new movie this past year, and one of the kids was played by Finn oh, Wolfhard. Oh yeah, I heard that was and bad and I saw shit. the trailer and I was like, are they doing the Innocence again? This could be so good, modern Innocence. And then it turned out to be dog shit. Um, but in any case, 1960s Jack Clayton directed The Innocence, one of the freakiest movies I've seen, most uncanny, um, just because it. It is like a, it's like seemingly normal people, but there's just like an air of something being wrong, and that is just like so unsettling. Um, same feeling to me. One of the, I watched The Shining in class, which was like one of the other first horror movies I ever saw, um, and I was like, oh, that's really good. And then I wanted to rewatch it because I liked it a lot. I started it by myself, Home Alone. And I, I was like, ah, I don't feel good about it. And I shut it off because it has that Sometimes, air. Man, yeah. It has that air of uh, just like uncanniness. Uh, so I'd say terror is probably my number one. Um, but thriller also has a place in my heart because it's like extremely dramatic and also like exhilarating kind of. So I, I put like crime dramas under thriller a lot of the time. Interesting. Uh, Zodiac yes. is a thriller. Shutter Island yeah, is they're a thriller. Yeah, they're not horror. That's not the base of the movie. Exactly. Some aspects might be scary, but that's not exactly. the movie. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, uh, there's, there's fear involved. But it's not. But it's not like yeah. scaring you, per se. There's a lot of suspense in thrillers. Um, but more than anything, it's dramatic um, action, kind of. So What's your favorite, like, kind of a deep subgenre of horror? You had a really like it's like like what's a specific subgenre of horror that you're like I like this I I'll say mine I love period pieces I was gonna like historical, go historical fiction Have you seen the Terror It's a television show two seasons I think only so far they're anth- it's an anth- they made one season it's gonna be standalone made it into an anthology last minute um, the first season's uh, boat gets stuck in the ice over winter because like the captain's like an asshole. These two ships in like the 1800s, they get stuck in the ice for all winter. And some like northern monster starts picking off people. Is it called the Terror? Yeah. Okay. And, it's, and then the second season, I think, is in a Japanese internment camp in the United States in the 40s. And there's, it's a series, one season each anthology series. Yeah. Um, and I, it's a great show. And I think that like that kind of stuff I've always found very interesting. Excuse me. Yeah, drop that fucking ice glass. <laughs> Yeah, that does sound interesting. Yeah, uh, I'd give it a shot. And you as well, listen, I'd give it a shot. The terror. Um, um, how about you? Is there any? Well, it's specific. If you agree on the genre, do a specific thing. If not, what's a good subgenre that you're like, the shit slaps, and it's not super popular. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen 
too many of these apart from Bigly from uh, one specific filmmaker that we both know and love, um, the historical fiction horror genre, which is Robert Eggers. Um, I think he's really tapping into something kind of special. Interesting to call his stuff horror. At least like The Lighthouse, I think, is an interesting pick to call that horror. Uh, well, it is kind of I, horror. I say movie. horror as in this whole conversation is horror yes, to a degree. Yes. So I, I guess I, think, I would yes. say they're like creepy terror suspense movies. Uh, yeah, no, no. They're not. It's not wrong. The Lighthouse is, is it's not wrong. Lighthouse is freaky. Just, yes. Lighthouse is a weird one. The Witch, very much so. I'd call, I'd call The Witch and... The Witch is definitely more horror. Yeah. In the traditionally. In the traditional sense. But I think both of them um, operate with much more suspense than anything else because you're trying to figure out what's happening mm. as it goes along. Um, and the characters are trying to figure out what's happening as it goes along. And, then, and it's freaky movies. If you're yeah. watching them at night by yourself in your house, you're going to be kind of freaked out. Yeah. So um, those kind of things where it's, it's sit around a campfire talk about something that happened a long time ago with unsettling circumstances. Mm-hmm. That genre is, is what I like. Uh, he's tapping into that, which I'm very um, happy about. I've thought of a couple stories on my own that I might want to try that kind of thing with. Yeah. Um, because I think that's very, cause you, it's, it's, I like the whole idea of uh, ghost stories. I, I think it's a cool concept of like trying to craft something. And then this happened. <coughs> <laughs> um, and this happened and you're just trying to spook out people because that's what that's all it's trying to do it's yes. not trying to make you run it's just trying to make you sit and think about what the person is saying yes and, and like think about how it makes you feel how I free, think that's a lot yeah. more freaky you're stewing in it exactly the whole time yes okay so um, yes yeah, so I have a couple questions I guess I'll start with um, what is a childhood non-movie thing about thing that you experienced that got you into the concept of horror, even this concept of being scared. So I just want to solidify the bounds of this. Yes. Uh, are you asking a non, you said non movie, not non horror. Yeah. It's, it is scary whether it's made for kids or not. It's fine. Just, we talk a lot about film and we talked about our first experiences with horror and film. Mm-hmm. A lot of times kids though, their first experience with horror isn't a movie cause you can't watch R rated horror movies in your, Ten. Yes, yes. But maybe you had a book or a show or uh, uh, anything at all, even if it was just a story. But if you have a first memory of like the first time as a little kid, you were kind of scared of something someone made and, and got you into that concept. I have one. If you're, yeah, okay. yeah go, go for yours. Uh, I guess it would be, <laughs> I don't remember how old I was at this point. I think the game was released in 2008. Good. Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Uh I didn't play many Zelda games as a kid. That was the first one that I got. It was for the Wii. And in that game, if you've played it, you know that at a point, your character, the this little like elf kind of style boy with pointy ears and he's got a big green hat and outfit and a wooden sword. At some point in that game, you turn into a dark, almost like a smoky, like, like, like there's almost like a mist around you dog. And... You're like, you're about to save the princess or whatever, and you're captured and thrown into a cell, and you wake up a dog. And you just are living as a dog for a little bit. Uh, and it's just, it, it it gave me like a nightmare, too. 
And I was like, that's so freaky. Um, I don't want to turn into a dog. No, no, just like, oh, everything that I know, everything about my existence has changed. And I don't know if I have the power to do anything about it. Um, And it's just, it it was a freaky thing. Yeah, Uh, that is, it's a freaky concept. Yeah. uh, I guess that would be part of it for me. Yeah. For me, and I I have a lot, um, because I've always been into horror in different capacities now that I'm thinking about it. In middle school, I was obsessed with Edgar Allan Poe, Mm -hmm. read all of his stuff. Um, before that though, um, there was a few moments, movies over the years, um, quest for Camelot has some freaky scene. A lot of kids movies have animated films have freaky scenes. Um, but I was really into books. So there's two series that I read all of that really freaked me out. And I was like probably my seven or eight when I was young. Cause I was reading kind of at a, a little bit of higher level. I read so much goosebumps, which always freaks me out cause they have yeah. uncanny concepts. I never really got into goosebumps. I loved all the books, the choose your own adventures. And there's the, this thing and that thing. And another one that really freaked me out, and this is weird, you've never heard of this probably, there's a book series called Frankenweenies. I've um, heard of it. Revenge of the Frankenweenies, all this stuff. And those are also weird stories that like kind of freak you out, that yeah. are strange. So I, I got into those a lot when I was younger, and so I read a lot of books, which I think is worse, because it's my imagination taking it, which then it can play with it more. Right. So I would really freak myself out with some of those books, reading at night in my bed as a kid and shit like that. Yeah. One more question I have that I think is kind of fun. Okay. Take a, take a film that isn't a horror film that you think would have benefited from being a horror film. If they had marketed it as horror and it was horror, it would have been more successful or you would have liked it better from any other any genre. This might not be the answer that you're looking for. Sure, no. Any way you want to take it. Excuse me. I watched last year a renowned drama from the 50s, Golden Age of Hollywood, and... For some reason, it left me with a feeling of uncanniness, yeah. and I think it's kind of a popular final scene. Um, but I think if that movie dove, I think this is what you're asking. If that movie dove more, but you're asking marketing, kind of. No, no, it, it's it can mean the the way the film was made. Okay, if it was made more uncannily as it was in the end, I think I would have enjoyed it more, and I think it would have been. A very firm, what's it'd be like a bold statement in the genre of like, uh, scary movies. Yeah. Sunset Boulevard. What's the plot line for? What would the what's the plot line currently, and what would it have done differently if it was? The plot currently is uh, a writer who's looking for his next project. Who's kind of like he's like a youngish guy yeah. who's like kind of make trying to make a name for himself had a hit or two once yeah yeah uh he's looking for his next project kind of down on his luck um he comes across in some manner a uh an old mansion and he thinks it's abandoned or something he's like hiding oh and there's the there's an actress there's a there's an old film actress that's cool bro yeah who uh who was very popular in the silent era who's Pretty much never left her house since for the last like 15 years. Agoraphobic. She worked a lot with Cecil B. DeMille, who was a lot more popular in the silent era. And then he did some stuff in the 50s, like the Ten Commandments, popular mm-hmm. four-hour movie. And uh, and she and then in the end, she's she essentially, I don't know if it was intentional or not, uh, spoiler alert, she ends up killing the writer in, in some like derangement. Yes. Um, and But... It's not really a spoiler because he when you like when you turn on the movie, it's a monologue and it's a guy face down in a pool. You know he died. And he was like, he was like, this is the story of how he died, pretty much. Just and uh, and then the whole movie plays out after that. Um, but 
so it, it starts with a little uncanniness. Like this is a flashback of before somebody somebody died. Yeah. And it looks like it was a gruesome death. Like shit goes off the rails at some point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but if along the way, in the beginning, in the middle, it catered to more of that like um, uncanniness and creepiness, I think it would have served the film well. I feel like it was playing it safe by not doing more of those things because of the time period. Because of the era. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. How about you? This has been said before. I think I've talked about this on another podcast that I worked for before. But I think this would be really interesting, especially because this movie was a critical failure. Um, commercial, everyone knows this film is a bad movie. 2015, I believe, was the year. 2015's Fantastic Four. Um, Fantastic Four... Never seen any of the movies, but I'm familiar. Fantastic Four has never had a successful film. It was They made one in the 90s that didn't even get released because it got pulled funding. They've made two in the 2000s that were classic 2000s superhero movies that got decent. I liked them as a kid, yeah. but they technically weren't very good films. 2015 had Michael B. Jordan alongside a couple other actors um, that were younger. Um, what's his face? Uh, Miles Teller. Oh, I think, okay. Isn't it? I think yeah. he's uh, Reed Richards, the Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. You don't know Fantastic Four, a group of scientists and their cohorts, um, i.e., wife, i.e., younger brothers. And it's different, different versions have them all as scientists versus not, but they go up into space to study cosmic rays. The cosmic rays breach through the hull of the ship, and they're given superpowers. The Thing, Invisible Woman, Mr. Fantastic, Stretchy Powers, Human Torch, Flame Powers. That's a really cool concept. The movie itself is a little freaky, and I've seen some freaky stuff. There's a, there's a comic when I was younger where Doctor Doom tortures them in this comic where he like inhibits their powers by you know putting Johnny in a room without any oxygen so he can't flame on. Um, and they, and he drops the temperature. Well, and then there's, he puts Mr. Fantastic, stretches him out really far and then freezes him. And, uh, invisible woman, I can't remember what he does to her hair, but he puts her in some like electron field and, uh, the thing he like puts him on encased in water and like drown. It just, he, that's yeah, happened yeah. before. And in 2015's movie, there's kind of this weird moment when they all get their powers where it's almost like Cronenberg esque. And I think having a Cronenberg style human torch or uh, fantastic four, Horror would be interesting where they gain these powers and then the powers are kind of gruesome. Yeah. The thing mutates into this disgusting rock monster and loses half of his IQ. The human torch feels the fire burning his skin off. Uh, The invisible woman uh, has trouble staying visible and physically can't stay visible and and, and can't touch things anymore. And Mr. Fantastic's body's coming in and out of being able to control how much it's moving. So that aspect of their powers, mixed with then the fact that the government is trying to get their hands on these sci- these government scientists who crashed down somewhere, they realize these people are, quote-unquote, this isn't a superhero movie, so they're monsters, and they're kind of on the run, and the four of them are on the run from the government. Maybe at the end, they find a way to control their powers, and they can become superheroes. Maybe the government gets their hands on them, uses them as test subjects, Maybe whatever, but I think that is a lot you could mill in the horror genre in mm-hmm. kind of a body horror Cronenberg esque monster cool. movie. Yeah, big um, thing I've always thought, and that movie was so bad in yeah. terms of I didn't think it was that bad, but it was so bad in terms of no one fucking liked it. Yeah, like if they went, I always say if superheroes do different genres, they'd be more successful. Yeah, that's definitely. a perfect thing to do horror with. I was excited for I've never seen the first Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. but when the second one got announced as being a horror, rated R, I was like, what? And then I got really interested in that idea because I know that Doctor Strange is like manipulating reality and yes. in multiverses and things like that. 
So I was like, and it's Benedict Cumberbatch, who I think is a cool actor. Yes. Uh, so I was like, that would be a sweet movie, a horror rated R Marvel. Yes. Doctor Strange movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just sounds so I'm cool. Very ready for that movie. But if, and when ever. Yeah, because now it's yeah. it's probably not a horror anymore for some for Disney. Uh, so partially, I, yeah, yeah, partially. But they like, wanted to make a PG thirteen, which made the director say no, and then they kicked the director, and so then now the new director's taking some changes, and so it probably isn't gonna be. Yeah. Originally, what they were gonna do is they were gonna do a movie where pretty much he has to communicate with hell and the devil, and he goes through different universes, and there's a lot you can mill there in terms of there are some dark Marvel universes. There's a universe yeah. where all of the Marvel superheroes have ba- their powers are bad, scary bad. Yeah. There's Marvel zombies universe where Peter Parker eats his aunt's face, and Captain America uh, single-handedly shuts on the government. And like they're 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 they they're still thinking like the superheroes, yes. but they are so hungry for flesh. And in that universe, they kill everything in the universe. That's crazy. They go to every planet because they're still smart and shit. Yeah, and they go to every universe and eat every living thing ever and make them all into zombies. It's ridiculous. So there are some really yeah. scary Marvel things, and I think that's where they'd be going with it. If they decided to do it, that's what they were, they were gonna have him visit those universes. Yeah, and I, I was so fucking excited for that for that yeah. reason too. Yeah, that's um, really cool. But I, I think that horror is a good encapsulating genre that's been too isolated for too long. It's been it, horror yeah. movies over here, the rest of stuff over here, and I think that there's since it's starting aspects of horror are starting to leak into movies that are more mainstream, and there are starting and to be some high it. budget mainstream horror. I think it's really good. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited for the next ten years because with the end of the 2010s, we started to see a lot more, not even necessarily commercially, like mainstream movies. Like I think Jordan Peele would have the biggest like what you could call horror. Um, mm-hmm. like I, I'd call his stuff more thriller to be honest, but it, it would fall under the horror and commercial, commercially successful, um, and mainstream successful. Um, but there's still those more artsy directors like, uh, Ari Aster, Robert Eggers, yes. um, the, the lady who did the, the Babadook and her newest movie, the night nightingale. Uh, she's, uh, she's also one of those names that I've heard a lot about. Um, so I think that we're getting more into artsy films being in the, in the mainstream again, which has happened over history, but in the last, for the last 20, 15, 20 years, there was a period where it was more blockbuster run, and now we're getting back into indie, back into art houses popular. And so you might see some of these genres that have been kind of relegated, like horror, going back into the mainstreams, like yeah. it used to be in the 60s or something. And so I think that'll be interesting to watch as it happens. Which I feel like we're winding down here. Yes. Um, I'll I'll leave with this too, just with movies in general. Um, hopefully horror, because I'm very interested in it. But with uh, this whole pandemic thing, and uh, you know what that means for the industry. I know that Regal has suspended their locations for now. They haven't. They're not like bankrupt or anything. They're not no. closed. They're just like, they're just like we don't know when we're gonna open again because we don't know when it makes yes. smart to pay people. Uh, what it makes smart to pay people, uh, when it'll be smart to pay people. Um, but I think that could make way for more, um, artsy, low budget ish, uh, independent films, um, that could be, you know, blending genres. Cause I feel like that's where art in general is leading mm-hmm. with music and whatever as well. Yes. So yeah, I think- I'm excited for what the next 10 years has to bring. I am as well. And I'll say this then, yeah, thank you for joining us. Sundays at, at the Station. Sundays at the Station. Have a nice October. Enjoy yourself. Watch some horror movies. It's the right time to. 
Um, and I, I like to see how this kind of genres might move. Damn it. You do it outro here. Thank you for tuning into Sundays at the Sundays Station. Sundays at the Station. I'm John Sherburn. I'm Justin Ketchai. And we're saying love you good night. Skeleton shout startling shrilly screams. They'll sneak from their sarcophagus and just won't leave you 